welcome to Base Camp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is the show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. I want to speak with you today about a particular part of my hero's journey and bring my life partner and wife of 27 plus years on as another set of eyes and hear her voice. I have spoken of my political leanings in season three from time to time, and I've even unpacked how I felt jettisoned by the radical left agenda. Some of you might be feeling the same way. One of the most alarming things that I witnessed through this so-called pandemic was the liberties that Americans seemed so willing to give up in service to an authoritarian voice that told them this is how it had to be. It was and still is appalling to me. And there's a part of me that's scratching my head a bit, but I've also moved on. My take is that people will wake up when it's their time. Neo will awaken, this much I know, for it lives inside of our divine imagination as mythic prophecy. Like I said in the last episode, using some of our most cherished and valuable myths and interfacing them with modern myths such as The Matrix and Lord of the Rings, if you can only parrot what the mainstream media is saying, you are still in the slime pod. Even if you pride yourself on your intellect and your critical skills, if you are parroting what the enemy wants you to parrot, you are still in the Matrix. You are playing a character, Neo. The character you are playing is one that can't be duped or fooled. You are too smart, too on the ball. You're too aware. You're a proud liberal, and damn it, that means something. Such is the way of the ego. As I have continued to riff on myths such as the fallen goddess myth, I have started to become aware of an interesting dynamic, that as Americans, we have our own version of the goddess, our beloved Lady Liberty, the feminine soul of our great nation, that she has been treated so shabbily and nearly forgotten by a group that will do nothing but hate and demean her. What the hell? Will everyday men and women defend her honor? Will liberals? Do you really need to have your freedom stripped from you before you see what you truly have in this country? It's an insane approach if you do, and much more full of suffering. Why not honor the goddess that is in front of you by showing her the reverence, love, and awe that she deserves, and defend her when she's attacked? Are you following me? I see people not wanting to step up here, no matter what their political leanings might be. Maybe they are following the rifts that I'm doing on myth and grail and stuff, and all the things I seek to challenge you with, but they are still taking too passive of a stance when defending this goddess. She needs warriors, both men and women, that are awake, people that are willing to put their backs into it. Our ancestors and future generations are counting on us. We will not let them down. I long for my mythic imagination to run free, and when I look back on my life, I see that freedom was always of utmost importance to me. It is at the core of my very being. And the country that I was born and raised in and even taught to hate by my liberal education is a living, breathing goddess herself, isn't she? America is and will continue to be a beacon of light for the world. And she is in the middle of her rebirth. Just consider what I am sharing with you. Trust me, I want to challenge you, but we are on the same side, you and I. And my prayer and my deep intention is that we continue to find each other through boundaries that we were always meant to break free from. And speaking for both Lisa and I, we welcome those of you that are arriving, and we deeply honor you on your hero's journey, no matter which chapter you are on. My guest today is an exceptional woman known for her beauty, intuition, humor, and courage. Lisa Rizak has been a classically trained actor, a corporate trainer, an entrepreneur, a mother, and a fundraising auctioneer. She is a creative thinker and a person who models living your deepest truths. 
She's also been my life partner for the past 26 years. Here is my interview with Lisa Rizak. Okay, I'm here with Lisa Rizak, spiritual warrior, fundraising auctioneer, mother. Uh, I'm going to add activist now to this. Lisa Rizak, welcome to Base Camp for Men. It's great to have you back on the show. Hi, good to be back. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you and I have never really been much into activism. You know, I protested when we were living in New York, I protested mm-hmm. the, uh, the Iraq war that we rushed into, remember, with the Bush and changed mm-hmm. the, the, the weapons of mass destruction. I, I went out there with a gazillion other people in New York to protest that. But I, I've always, like a lot of people, found like, you know, oh, I don't know if I want to, you know, get out there and, and, and resist, you know, it's just seems so hard or I don't, I don't know, maybe I'm worried about what people are going to say about me. And you and I just marched in the, in the March for Freedom, Washington three March, um, right down, started right down in front of the Gates Foundation and, and marched along Mercer and man, just uh, created a ruckus, including ruckus coming back our way. And I just, I guess I just wanted to say, since this was kind of you know, one of your first forays into activism. How was it for you? What did you notice? Uh, yeah, what 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 happened, and 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 how was it for you? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I've only done a couple so far. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, and they're 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 very intense. Um, and you know, one of the guys actually that spoke, uh, you know, at, at, before we marched, it's the same kind of thing. We're just it's just like, I'm just being pulled into it. It's not like, I'm like, Oh, I want to go out there and piss a bunch of people off today. Right. But, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's voting with your feet. Um, you know, there's not a lot I can be doing these days. And so it's one of the things I can do though, to get out there and show, um, what's important to me. Um, and, um, and putting my, my butt on the line or my, my neck out there, you know, and stand up for what I believe in. Um, it's not, it's not, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not pretty. Um, I don't really like to be told to go love myself repeatedly. Right, um, right. but it's important. Um, and it's, you know, as a, as somebody who wants to, you know, continue to push the narrative, um, it's just one of the tools I have right now to be able to get out there and do that. Yeah. I, I, when I met you there, um, you know, I was like, God, I haven't really done anything. I've never held a sign, you know, mm-hmm. unmask the children, whatever one I had, you know, and I was like, God, what is it? What are the guys going to do here? And, and as soon as we started, you know, that, that one guy, I can't remember his name. He's like, get your booster shot of freedom right here. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> he's going to have fun. I'm going to have fun. And, and that just kind of opened things up instead of me being, you know, afraid that I was, you know, one of these people holding signs, getting honked at or flipped off or whatever. I was like, yeah. He's giving me permission to actually have fun and have a sense of humor, mm-hmm. but still stand for what I believe in. And that really helped me a lot. Um, and uh, I liked what you said. You cracked me up when we got split up and there was half the groups, half the group was on one side of this Mercer and the other half was on the other. And you said, mm-hmm. Rover, Red Rover said, send smart people right over. And I was like, <laughs> that is funny as shit. So there was a lot of humor and laughs and fun. And that's exactly the way that would work for me because I don't mm-hmm. want it to be just like this grim, you know, we're battling everybody sort of thing. It has to have some humor and some humanity in it. Otherwise I'm like, eh, I don't know if I, it really works out well for me. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and, and what the, that guy said too, was that, you know, this isn't something that he, you know, planned on doing, but mm-hmm. um, he was saying that he's out protesting at the Gates foundation, like every week, you know, yeah. and it's not because you know he's just compelled. He has to be doing that. Um, right. And, and that's the same thing. I'm just, 
just and 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 I'm I'm just being pulled forward, like I said. Um, and so it's it's you know I'm being led by well, this is this is the next step for me. So we'll see what happens yeah. here. Yeah. Well, and then you're you know you're doing uh, you're getting involved in unmask our children, and I think you know this first part of this conversation is per- kind of alluding to why you're you're doing about so i guess what is the reason what are you guys up to and what moved you into to getting involved with unmask our children well yeah so i mean in the last year um i have you know things have just shifted and what used to be my community and my group is no longer that. And so I have been trying to find people that I'm, you know, that, that see the things I'm seeing and are noticing things that, that just aren't working for them. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've been trying to find people, particularly because we're in a very, um, you know, liberal area. So I've been trying to find people, you know, kind of on over there, whatnot. Um, and they happen to be, they're up in Snohomish. They're kind of more in the outskirts. And so, I was trying to find these groups and I've been, um, getting, getting to know a lot of people. Um, like I said, in in some of these different groups that are, that are organizing in a really great way. And, um, so what has compelled me though, is a lot of the issues, um, uh, many of the issues, but the main thing is, uh, right now it's around, um, our children wearing masks. Um, so I came up with the idea, unmask our children, but I think it's being, you know, talked about. There's this very grassroots. So everybody's very separate. So I've been finding out all the different groups in the last three months and kind of bringing them together and seeing what they're doing in my own organization. And um, when I got an email uh, from the uh, Lucas's school district right before uh, the 4th of July weekend, and it said their plans to uh, fully mask our children full time um, in the coming school year. And um, so that became my single focus of like, no masks, uh, no vax, yeah. um, no segregation. And so that now I'm working with all as much as I can with the people who are working with school districts to file petition for grievances mm-hmm. um, and just to start to put pressure on the school boards, um, looking at what the point of conflict, you know, contention is like, is it coming from the Department of Health? Is it coming from Inslee? Right. Uh, where can we push back on this point um, to, to, to not have our children wearing masks moving forward? Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, and I think it, even though we're in a blue state and certainly a very blue city, um, there's a lot of people that aren't vocal around mm-hmm. on the left and, and as well, who oh, aren't, aren't vocal of like, I don't want my child wearing a mask all mm-hmm. day. Like, you know, they're not, they're not it, you know, and I just think people are starting to clue into the agenda around let's get everybody vaccinated, including, you know, two-year-olds or whatever. It's just like, I think they're, they're, they're starting to, they might not be vocal yet the way that you and I are, but I, they're, they're noticing and they're also noticing the infringements on our liberties, which is what a lot of this stuff is about. Um, and I guess, are you, one thing I wanted to ask you is, do you feel optimistic right now? Like I think with everything that's going on, it's easy to be pessimistic. Um, and, but how, how are you feeling right now? Are you feeling empowered? Are you feeling a mix? Um, it does it depend on the day. Like mm-hmm. how, how is all this unfolding for you? Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely, you know, day by day, moment by moment. Um, you know, and you mentioned people not wanting to speak out. And I think, you know, one of the groups I'm on is this education committee and there's just 
you know, it's like what's going on in like the majority of like King County and Seattle. And there's, they just said a lot of, somebody commented that a lot of the parents, they're just very apathetic. They don't want to get involved. They just feel overwhelmed and they also don't feel like they can speak at all. And so what yeah. I was trying to do is find, because I am in this area, is like I was, I wanted to be a hub for those people who are like, to be able to say, Hey, this doesn't feel right to me. And so like kind of a safe place for them to come and to start to have that conversation. Cause they don't even feel safe enough to be able to talk that right. this doesn't feel right to me, you know? Um, and so that's also going back to your last question is what I wanted to create was like in my area that, and so for me, how I'm feeling, yeah, I feel, I feel alone a lot. I feel isolated. Um, and, uh, you know, and trying to keep my eye, you know, on the, on the prize, so to speak. Um, and, um, and it is the macro and the micro, what I see out there is what I'm changing inside myself. So I turn it back in and what, what do I need to learn from this on a personal level? Um, you know, what does give me, you know, is, is whatever, uh, what, what does give me peace is whatever tools I can have for myself to ground myself, to try to stay balanced and keeping it in the context that this is, you know, in my belief, it's a spiritual awakening mm-hmm. and that um, always going to my higher power, um, that this is all going to work out. When I don't have that, it doesn't feel good, but I just, I just go to the space that I'm being held and that, um, and th- this is a necessary step that the corruption was there. We didn't, you know, and then it's, it's there. We didn't do this, but now we're seeing it and we can't put the genie back in the bottle. And yeah. this is just, we just have to keep on moving forward. And, um, you know, that, uh, that this, this has to happen so as the light shines on the dark and we start to see the corruption, um, then we can start to move through this and, and to heal and move forward as a, uh, as a human race that we need to be doing here. Yeah. Well, and, and one of the things I see too, just to piggyback on that is that we're really dissolving the boundaries between left center and right, right? We're, we're starting to recognize that the other side isn't so scary. So you, you and I have mm-hmm. been, you know, we were proud liberals for three decades. I think sometimes when we're talking to people that we have that are new friends of ours or whatever, they're a little bit shocked because maybe they have always been on the right. Maybe they've always been conservative or libertarian or right-leaning libertarian or however you mm-hmm. want to and they're always shocked. Like you, you were a liberal for three decades. It's like, yeah, totally. Like, and I would never look over on the other side. Like I was in my silo mm-hmm. with my information stream and you know, we, you and I have been, we're a little bit unique. A lot of our old friends and stuff, and certainly most people in Seattle, a blue city um, are liberals. So it, it's been a little weird. I wanted to read a quote and just get your insights into how has it been, um, to take an unusual path where all of a sudden you're, you're, you're oriented a different way or your, your values and your beliefs don't line up with where you have been prior. And, but the quote is from the famous uh, liberal author, Naomi Wolf, who is, you know, very well known, very beloved on the left. I had books of hers, you know, back when we were in New York and she's on Twitter, she says, quote, disorienting as fuck. I'm meeting a lot of conservatives, libertarians, and dot, 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 I like them. Former, meaning conservatives, former are ladies and gentlemen and very hospitable. The latter, meaning libertarians, are a pleasure as they don't try to control your opinions and actions. What to do? Question mark, question mark. I was trained to fear, dread, non-liberals, dot, 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 unquote. And I think this, this captures... 
something about, you know, we don't need to fear the other side. I don't fear the left. I, I, I have many friends and family over there and I have come from, I was educated on that side. Right. And I used to get my information from the same sources. Uh, my experience is a lot like Naomi Wolf's where I started to go, this is the left, the narrative of the left is feeling more and more constricted. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't breathe with the conformity over here. Like it was just like, I can't, it goes against how I'm feeling. It goes against my truth. I'm going to step aside and not hate Donald Trump for a minute and see what I notice. And, um, and then it, it, you know, I started to drift into areas where I'm like, okay, here's where I can kind of get my bearings and, and, and here's where I can kind of use my critical thinking skills without being hit over the head and my experience was a lot like Naomi Wolf's where I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't bad at all over here. And I was really trained to fear and dread this side. And so I guess I wanted to get your insights as somebody who has, I don't want to say followed me over, but had her own journey that has been over, has brought you over to libertarian community, patriot community, conservatives. You know, I, I don't like the labels, but here we find yeah. ourselves philosophically on this other side. What what has it been like for you and what did you notice, um, you know, during it and, and now? Yeah, well, and I've been saying to people that I'm a I'm a recovering liberal, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. And then when I heard the 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 phrase the left the left left me, yeah, you know, I mean, I and I say to people, I was a very proud liberal. I mean, and it made perfect sense. Of course, I wanted equality for all. I mean, I worked yeah. in restaurants, I worked in theater. I mean, we lived in New York City, and you know, with every nationality possible, working with them side by side. And so, of course, I wanted that for everyone, and it made perfect sense. But it's just been moving over to the point where it's no longer comfortable. It's no longer rational, yeah. you know, and, um, and, you know, you mentioned, yeah, these labels and, and, and I, it's, we just, you know, for me, as much as I can, uh, when I fall into those labels, that's the narrative working on me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I get to see now, you know, when I, when I, talk to people, if they do make a comment about like a conservative or a rural person or whatever, just this like ingrained sense that they're uneducated, you know, and I'm just like, I look at that now and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, do you know what you're saying? And, and, and then now though, when I do go over to the other groups, I can hear also the narrative that, that they have of liberals, you know, so it's both sides were poisoned with these thoughts of divisiveness and it's all just BS, you know, so I don't want to call myself a conservative. I don't want to call myself a liberal. I mean, I, I do like Patriot, but that's also getting, you know, um, a negative context sure. um, as much as I can. Um, well, and that's something I've said to you as well, is that um, what I found with these groups is that we're all coming together. It's very grassroots. We're talking about what we want to see and, and change and, and push back on. And um, what I'm finding is that I, I'm not going into these groups and it's like, we're all just like blissing out going, I agree with everything you say. Right. No, we're coming in with opinions and agendas, but what I'm finding, we're just allowing the space for all of that. You know, yeah. um, somebody might say they're, you know, they're a Christian, but they don't expect everybody else to be a Christian. Yeah. Um, and so there's this, like, we're all understanding that we have to allow this space and, and I want to allow it. Cause I would never want to hear, I would never want a friend of mine to listen to this and go, Oh, she's, 
you know, pointing fingers at me. And it's like, that's not it at all. Right. It's, you know, I, I want to have a context where we can all come inside of this and pull ourselves forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is no judgment, not, none of that whatsoever, but um, there's a context. It's the cancel culture, of course, you know, mm-hmm. and that's just so, if you disagree with what I say, it's hate speech. And it's like, nope, just got a different opinion. Totally, totally. <laughs> you know? yeah. And that's not, that's not a liberal person that is coming from the narrative that's, that they're trying to perpetuate on us. And we need to wake up to that, yeah. not to each other fighting each other. Yeah. That's not true. You know? So there's, it's, it's, um, yeah, yeah, it's the I, I was just I got canceled off of Twitter. I and it was primarily the uh, vaccine Q and A episode I did. So that got labeled as he's putting out lies, and all I was doing was questioning whether it was safe. It's like you know, it's you don't have to agree with the doctor I was interviewing, but all really ultimately all I was doing was saying, hey, they're rolling these out. They haven't really tested them. It's not FDA approved. Are these safe? What, what's in these things? You know, like it was, yeah. it seemed like a pretty harmless inquiry. Now, of course, I'm not dumb. I know that I was poking at the narrative that they were trying to put forth, like shut up and take the vaccine. And I was like, I'm not so fast. I, I have some questions before you jab me and everybody else. Uh, yeah. What is in this? So, well, um, well just something on that real quick is that, um, you know, I saw, I think it was, uh, I forget where it was, but they were, they, somebody was saying, oh, you're anti this, anti that. And they're like, stop it with the anti. Yeah. Just because I'm questioning the vaccine, if it's right for me, I'm not anti-vax. Just because right. I'm not anti-police. It's like, stop it with this. Just I know. Blanket, I know. Anti, yeah. just accusatory finger pointing. It's like, yeah. it's just so cancel culture, you know, well, it's just so yeah. you can't have a con, you can't have a conversation inside of that. Right. Right. It's, it's the classic, it's a cultural Marxist, you know, tactic, which is divide mm-hmm. everybody just so you can censor. Con- there's the conspiracy theories. There's the anti people. Yep. There's the people that that uh, are you know want people to want the police to shoot everybody all the time. You know, it's just like come on, you guys. <laughs> but yeah, um, and which brings me to to Telegram. Now, Telegram has become the the social media of choice for libertarians because we can't. You know, many of us got booted off of Twitter. There's a lot of corruption. There's a lot. You know, there's shadow banning. You can't. I just really don't like social media period, but I feel like I have to keep my finger on the pulse. Um, And it's become surreal what you are exposed to with the citizen journalists on telegram, the information, this is all information that liberals, unless they poke over there into telegram, which I highly recommend by the way, because Mm -hmm. it's going to give you stories, legitimate stories. It's like to say nothing on telegram has any, credence or is real is is just blatantly false well you're not looking at it you don't know what yeah, it is then. yeah <laughs> yeah so it's like and and so i guess you know we i've been on telegram for quite a while and i'm becoming aware that there's things that are unfolding that are factual uh and there's stories that have happened that the mainstream media has not picked up and not told liberals so they literally don't know what's going on um from this particular angle, they just don't know it. And if mm-hmm. you go, you know, and so I guess I wanted to ask you, like, what's the most glaring kind of omission right now that you see um, as you're kind of tapped into the pulse of Telegram and and we the media, which is you know kind of their primary feed. What are you noticing that you're like, wow, this is really shocking that the left has no clue about this whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I know that because I talk to many liberals at work and stuff, and I know uh, they don't have a clue. 
on some mm-hmm, of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, and with Telegram on like just one of the feeds, the main feed I look at is We the Media, and that's a mm-hmm. compilation of 50 mm-hmm. different contributors, yeah. um, you know, from all sorts of different angles. Um, and so, I mean, you know, for example, today, you know, I looked at uh, one of them had posted a uh, an article on Zero Hedge, and it said the Republican Party is the number one national security threat to the United States of America. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, you know, so it's like if that's what they're seeing, you know, if that's on Zero Hedge or if that's like that's what they're seeing. I mean, that's just insanity. You know, it's like it's been taken up to that level. You know, I yeah. mean, that the, the the entire Republican Party. Yeah. Um, you know, I saw the other day that Biden, you know, as he was getting off a plane, they pulled him over and asked him about, uh, I think it was the unvaccinated or something like that. But he, fra- he he literally, quote, said, the unvaccinated are killing people. Right. You know? Yeah. So yeah. that's what they're seeing. And then, and then what's happening in Maricopa with the um, forensic audit. So I'm not sure what they're seeing, but if it's the zero hedge thing, if it's, you know, the... Um, Facebook, um, working with the government to censor people, that would be very alarming to me if I was over on the other side, just to look at the censorship. But so I don't know to what level they're seeing this. Um, so it's just, it's like, I'm seeing this. I have no idea what they're seeing. Um, but like, just for example, Maricopa, this is, it's just not being, it's not being released yet. It's not being put out there, um, around the, what they're finding with the, the audit and, um, I just think it's going to, I mean, I can't wait to see what's going to come out. It's been very, very tightly, um, you know, no information has been getting out whatsoever and they're starting to get out a little bit, but I just hope it comes just like, you know, like a waterfall just comes out all at once Uh, and then we'll see, you know, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's all been on my side, but not over there. Yeah. It's, you know, a couple of things I notice about uh, the disconnect uh, between the information that we're seeing on Telegram and and the left is like one thing is the vaccine thing. Like you know, a big story on Telegram was the four British Airway pilots that died within a week of getting vaccinated. Um, and that's not that's not a conspiracy theory. That's a fact. Um, mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. were between between the ages of thirty five and fifty five. And you know, British Airways said uh, we don't think there was a connection. Now, okay. Wouldn't that be a story? Can you, why don't you, why didn't mainstream media pick it up? The, of course, the answer is they're, they're funded by big pharma and big pharma is pushing vaccinations, but you could let we, the people off the, on the mainstream airways decide whether that was true or not, that there was no connection. Is it normal mm-hmm. for a 35 year old, perfectly healthy pilot to die uh, a week after his vaccine? Is it, uh, is it a normal for three others? Um, uh, up to the ages of 55 that were perfectly healthy die. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you, can, you can spin that there's no connection, but at least the left will go, wait a minute. Cause even if I'm in my liberal mindset and somebody says four British airway pilots died from the vaccine mm-hmm. within a week, I would be like, hold on a second. Let me just sit with this for a second. Cause that is very, very alarming to me. And they've really minimized um, the injuries, the vaccine injuries. That's uh, what I was just going to you know, say. It's like, what about if they just reported yeah. on the VAERS yeah. and the deaths, the the injuries, yeah. you know, I mean, and, and I so that's clearly not getting out there, yeah. um, you know, and, you know, and, and then the, the, new, the Delta variant. So I just have to listen to the radio for two seconds to hear the fear yeah. I'm supposed to be feeling around the Delta variants and then there's right. beta and there's epsilon. I mean, they're going to get through the entire, you know, Greek alphabet, yeah. you know, before we're done. Yeah. Um, 
and all of them, once again, I, uh, you know, a survival rate, all completely survivable. And yeah, what yeah. viruses do, they mutate. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I something know. like 300 like, quadrillion viruses that we, that, that that's what they do. <laughs> well, and, and the other thing, the other thing for my liberal listeners, if I have any still, <laughs> I don't know if I do, <laughs> is, is, is the Maricopa thing. So, um, you know, way back when they when they started the forensic audit, first of all, liberals uh, don't know what a forensic audit is. They no, think, they don't they, understand they, it. They think they it's just you know yeah. they're just looking at the ballots yeah. or something. Oh, like they that. oh they want to recount in their favor. It's like mm-hmm. that's not what a mm-hmm. forensic audit is. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but you're you're so far off base. Um, and and uh, you know, I w- at the beginning of the forensic audit in Maricopa, I would go to the left and they were, you know, like Rachel Maddow was starting to go, it's a big lie. It's a big lie. I'm like, okay, so they're, mm-hmm. they're afraid. There's a lot of panic over there. They're afraid. And over on Telegram, there is just informative videos. They interview the guy mm-hmm. running the forensic audit. And he, you, you pointed out to mm-hmm. me that they explain what it is. And it's, it's really simple. They they have a chain of custody of every single mm-hmm. ballot. So it's like if there's no signature, that gets set aside. That that is not um, a legal ballot. If it's not folded and it's a mail-in ballot, well, all the mail-in ballots get folded. So if it comes in back and it's not folded, it's like okay, that gets all those get set aside. If the if the signatures don't match, that gets aside. If they do a voter roll call and the person is not there or has been dead for ten years, that gets set aside. And they 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 mm-hmm. take a tally of all the legal votes. They do a deep forensic audit, and liberals don't understand that. They're just like they think they're just recounting, and it's like no, that's mm-hmm. not what this is. And the thing is, is what liberals don't know as well is other states that are concerned about fraud, including Washington, by the way, have mm-hmm. have visited Maricopa because right now they're being called the gold standard of mm-hmm. of forensic audits. They are doing mm-hmm. things spot on with utmost integrity and it's really the integrity of our elections that is at stake this integrity of our country yeah this includes everybody this includes left center and right they the left doesn't know it yet they think oh they're just recounting it's like no if you if you go over to telegram and do some do your own citizen research you'll see that the forensic audit is for the good of the nation right it's Mm -hmm. not just about we hate trump uh we'll you know it's not about that it's about Wait a minute, and 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 to be fair, the, the 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 election fraud has been going on for a long time. This is not the first election. Mm, oh gosh, mm, this is I just mean, where, where they, do we think we got our crazy city councils that yeah. everybody goes, "What's up with it? They're crazy. Yeah. They're insane." It's like, yeah. uh huh. You really think you voted them in? You may not have. They right. they these have been planted. They've been in the works for the last 15, 20 years that this yeah. has been in play. So so and ju- exactly, and then just to finish that, so months, you know, they, they've been like you said, very tight lipped in Maricopa. It's starting to get dripped out. They haven't really made their announcement yet, but it's coming, right? And then other states like Georgia, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania mm-hmm, are, have mm-hmm. made moves to say, we're going to do a forensic audit as well. So the dominoes, as they say, are falling. I go back to the mainstream media to see now what they're saying. They're still saying the same damn thing. It's still like the big lie. It's like, that's all you've got, the big mm-hmm. lie. You think that's mm-hmm. that keeping people in the dark by saying it's a lie uh, I'm inviting liberals to come over to Telegram and do your own research. And I think mm-hmm. you'll see, oh, this is what a forensic audit is. Why are we afraid of this? Let's make sure, you know, 
Yeah, and I and I think it goes back to, you know, when I was listening to to that and they were, you know, killing off Trump mm-hmm. and it was like all I could hear was that, you know, he was corrupt, he was the he was the evil one, he, you know, and so I just didn't entertain anything beyond that 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 was the that was the corrupt side. And right. you know, so I was just I was kind of in that just kind of reactive mode. Um, and I couldn't get beyond that in a sense. Sure. So I'm, I'm, it's like, what is the, what is the veil there? What is, what did prevent me from that? And honestly, you were the one who started looking a little deeper. Yeah. You got it there. There's when you start to just have the courage to look a little bit deeper then, and, and you were the one who opened that up for us. And, um, but you gotta be willing to go there. Like, wait, what, what is this? And, you know, cause, and I think it's, it's just fear, you know, um, preventing me at least from going over there and looking at it. It's like, I just wanted to keep it the way it was, or, you know, you know, I'm, I'm just not sure. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it, it, for me, there wasn't a risk in looking, I'm an inquisitive, curious person. Yeah. So I, as soon as I started, you know, I, it started to make more sense. Like, I'm like, there's a lot of things that weren't making sense. And I was like, what is going on? This does yeah. not line up. And then as, as soon as I started to investigate where it got, you know, kind of where fear started to come up with me is when I started to declare what my, my values and my viewpoints were, because I was going to start hemorrhaging friends on the left that didn't want to hear it. You know, you're an anti-vaxxer, you're, you're crazy or whatever, you know, I, mm-hmm. and that's where it's like, oh man, I really enjoyed these friendships for the 30 years I was a liberal. Now I got to, now I'm, I'm off on my own new chapter. Are any of them going to come with me? You know, and, and the, and the yeah. truth is some will, but, but I knew that I was going to lose some friendships and that, that brought up stuff. Like I was like, God, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want them to think I'm abandoning them, but I have to be on, I have to be true to my own uh, a compass. Right. Well, and, and I mean, when you said this to Lucas and, and me, you kind of started declaring, you're like, I don't think Trump's as bad as we've been, you know, told. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, uh, Okay. And then we went over to some <laughs> friend's house and you started saying in front of these friends and Lucas and I were like, uh oh, you know, and Uh-oh. and on the and and the, we were just like, Tony, you gotta you gotta rein that in, man. Gotta, That's not sitting it. well with people. Yeah. I mean, so here we were just going Luca, you know, Lucas and I were just like, Dad's losing it, you know. Um and and we it was uncomfortable, you know, yeah. and um and we cause we saw what it wasn't and, and they they you know, at that point they were still forgiving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but that, that's not, it's not the case necessarily now. <laughs> I mean, it, it, w- it was uncomfortable for me too. You know, it wasn't something I took lightly, but I didn't do all that inner work. I didn't do all the men's work standing in what's true for you. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't do all that to arrive at the next chapter and then be a coward or to say, you know, yeah. no, I, I have to stay, I have to conform to this, you know, really limited narrative that they, they keep making it smaller for me. Yeah. I, I got to stay with that. Cause I have to be a yeah. liberal. It's like, no, why am I, why am I, I, why do I have an identity for that? I don't need that at all. So. Except, well, and that's the, that's what's compelling me to get out and, you know, and, and do the activism. It's like, I'm, I, I'm not here to comply to things that don't jive with me. And I'm also, unfortunately, I have to get out there and be vocal about it better for yep. better or for worse. You know, that's kind of what my role is, um, uh, you know, in this lifetime and the same with you, we're not supposed to sit by idly, notice things and keep our mouths shut. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, Lisa, thanks so much for coming on Basecamp. It's always great to have you on. I love having you on as a guest. Come back again and good luck with all the activism. Let's keep the kids out of the masks in the fall. It's just absurd that they're they're even po posing that out there as something that they want to do. Um, and yeah, I just I, 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 I'm optimistic. I think the wind is at our sails in the coming months. Um, and I just I'm really um just, I feel an enormous amount of gratitude to be partnered with you as I've watched you sort of find your way in this narrative in your own unique voice. So keep up the great work and thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed our time with the always interesting Lisa Rezac. My hope is that if you're a diehard liberal, you can come away from this episode with a fresh perspective of libertarians and conservatives that might look a bit like Naomi Wolf's newfound appreciation. Nothing will melt illusory boundaries between these camps like mutual appreciation and gratitude. I also highly recommend, especially for liberals, join Telegram. I promise that you won't die. What will happen is you will start to become aware of things that are unfolding that are being omitted and censored by big media and big tech. Telegram is full of citizen journalists and independent and critical thinkers and yes, quote unquote, conspiracy theorists. You will even see people reposting some of the infamous Q drops. So be it. It's not a big deal and it's not going to kill you. One thing Lisa forgot to mention when we were speaking of the difference in information between Telegram and mainstream media is the massive amount of demonstrations that are going on all over the world. Huge gatherings to protest masks, government overreach, uh, vaccine safety, shutdowns. Uh, are you seeing any of this in your feed? Well, it's happening, and it's happening big time. If you decide to make your way to Telegram, start with a simple follow. There's a channel called We The Media, and it's sort of a baseline on Telegram. From there, you can find interesting voices and citizen journalists whom you enjoy. All of this exists for your awakening, and I trust all of you have the bandwidth and discernment to find the threads that most spark your curiosity and divine intelligence. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Men, good luck in all your endeavors, and good luck on your hero's journey. This is Tony Rezac, and you're listening to Basecamp for Men. Thank you.